0: Set you free tonight. You ought to lift up your voice and shout with a voice of triumph tonight. Come on, lift up your voice and declare this is the sound of freedom tonight. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
1: Everybody grateful for the power of the Holy Ghost tonight in your life. Woo! High five about eight people on the way to your seat. Tell them I'm free tonight. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord is in this house tonight. I am so grateful for the privilege and the honor of being in the house of the lord amen 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 you can be seated for just a couple of moments somebody one more time shout fifth sunday oh we're going to have a great time here this upcoming sunday it's going to be exciting you don't want to miss it with us will be pastor stephen collins all the way from birmingham alabama Amen. Him and his family will be with us. It's going to be an exciting time. I need everybody in this building between now and Sunday to grab everybody you can and bring them into the house of the Lord. How many of you understand that Friends and Family Day is just a real good excuse for an evangelism push? Come on, how many of you understand that? I believe if we'll get them here... God will fill them with the Holy Ghost, and we'll see them baptized in Jesus' name. Anybody else believe that tonight? How many of you understand that the theology of Jesus is that his house would be full? Come on, anybody know that the Lord wants his house full? He told them to go to the highways, the byways and compel them to come. He said, do whatever you got to do to get them to be here so that my house will be full. Amen? You ought to use your vehicle on Sunday as an av- as a Sunday school bus. And if you got an extra space in your car, you ought to make up in your mind you're going to fill it with somebody on Sunday. Come on, I ought to get some more amens than that tonight. Amen. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. and We're looking forward to what the Lord is doing. This past Sunday, my God, the Holy Ghost showed up in such a powerful way in this house. Sunday morning, Antoine was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. And then Sunday morning at our Port-au-Prince campus, D.U.E. I think that's how you say it was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Sunday night, we baptized Jalen in Jesus' name. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And then this afternoon in Port-au-Prince, after some Bible studies, Hendrickson was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Sound like revival to me. Amen. And I'm so grateful for what the Lord is doing, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight I'm going to do something a little bit different, and I have felt impressed last this past weekend as I was delving into uh, the scriptures preparing for Sunday night. I felt like the Lord laid another subject on my heart concerning the same text that I preached from on Sunday night. Sunday night, I preached born to raise hell. Are there any hell that showed up on Tuesday night? Anybody already been raising some hell this week? <laughs> and uh, so I want to do that tonight, and, and uh, I want to follow the Holy Ghost, and I want to talk about something that... Uh, we have visited this subject before, but I believe it is of paramount importance to God's people. And here's what I want to do. Since this weekend is going to be friends and family weekend, tonight's going to be family night. Tonight's going to be family night. Turn around and tell your neighbor, it's family night tonight. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a couple of moments, and I want you to get up from wherever you're sitting, and I want you to get as close as you can to your family Young people with moms and dads, husbands with wives, parents with the cheering. Amen. Get as close as you can. And then I want you to get as close as you can to the front tonight. Make your way as close as you can to the front tonight. Come on. Grab your kids. Grab your wife. Grab everybody. And um, amen. Look at your family next to you. Tell them, I love you. Look at somebody else in your family. Tell them, I'm grateful God gave you to me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me, if you would, all over the house. We're going to go again to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter number 2. 2 Corinthians chapter number 2, amen. Don't mind the extra lighting. That's just for the live stream cameras uh, to be able to pick it up a little bit better. And um, let's get into the word of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 11. When you have it, somebody say Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The contemporary English version of that verse says, I have done this to keep Satan from getting the better of us. Turn to your family and tell them I have done this to keep Satan from getting the better of us. We all know what goes on in his mind. And For a few moments tonight I want to just teach for a little bit about Satan's devices. Satan's Devices. Would you put your Bible down and clap your hands one more time and give God a praise in this house tonight? Woo! If you thank God for His Word, let's clap our hands and love Him in this house tonight. Amen. You may be seated. The book of Hosea, chapter 4, and verse number 6. Says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. CBS 13 News in Sacramento reported this that a nine year old was nice but ended up with something naughty after receiving a pornography filled tablet for Christmas. She's seen two videos, pornographic videos. What am I going to tell my nine-year-old, said Kenesha Morning. Morning's family Christmas was ruined. What she showed CBS 13 on her nine-year-old daughter's brand new Android tablet was disturbing. We witnessed extremely graphic sex videos, the same videos possibly seen by her daughter Christmas morning. Morning noticed an unusual expression on her daughter's face, an awkward look on her face, and at the same time, I'm asking her, what's wrong? And she's handing me the tablet saying, mommy, what's this? The videos appear to be amateur and shot in someone's home. Morning says that she ordered the tablet online through Target. And when it arrived, it allegedly had the manufacturer's seal and was wrapped as new. It doesn't seem plausible that the video was made in the home and added to the tablet. The file date shows that the videos were created in June, not the date that it was shipped to their home, which was closer to Christmas. Morning says when she contacted Target online, she was told to return the tablet but says that's not good enough. CBS 13 contacted Target but did not get a response. Who knows how many times this has happened and no one said anything about it. Another one could be on its way to another kid. John chapter 10, verse number 10 says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes to steal. Your innocence he comes to kill your conscience and he comes to destroy your soul. James one and four says that every man and not this is not gender specific every man and you could say every woman is tempted when they are drawn away of their own lust and enticed. The game of the enemy is a game of enticement. From the very book of Genesis you can find him trying to entice humanity. There are three areas of temptation that the Bible says comes to humanity. It is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I, before entering ministry in a full-time capacity, worked for many years in wireless telecommunications. I worked in an industry that was on the advent guard of technology. And in my position, I was called on several times in my career to show up at court dates where Customers of the company that I worked for, their phone records, their data records were subpoenaed and involved in cases concerning uh, concerning child abuse, cases concerning uh, divorce situations, and other uh, very traumatic scenarios where uh, the dangers of technology were played a role in their life being interrupted and I told myself that at every time I I would get an opportunity that I would be a sounding uh, a sounding board that would warn God's people that would speak and sound the alarm to God's people concerning the dangers of the technology that you and I have in our hands every single day. We live in a world that is run by technology. You can't escape it. You can't avoid it. But I believe that it is not the will of God that his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I believe that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And I believe that we can successfully navigate and live for God in a world where the enemy is using technology to entice and bombard humanity with the enticement of sin. Can I get an amen tonight? But it is not going to happen on accident. If you think that your family, that your home, that your children, that your marriage, that your soul is safe, just because you go to church and just because you speak in tongues and just because... Uh, all of those things, you had better listen tonight because uh, if you are going to protect yourself uh, against the wiles and the tricks uh, and the strategies of the enemy, it is going to take intentionality on your part uh, to make sure that the enemy uh, doesn't break into your home uh, and break into your life uh, and break, come on somebody, uh, and break through uh, and destroy the peace of God in your life. I've got a lot of statistics tonight that I want to bring to your attention so that you can contextualize the world that we're living in. Studies say that American children begin consuming hardcore pornography at an age, average age of 11 years old. Four out of five 16-year-olds regularly access pornography online. The pornography industry is a 97 billion dollar business worldwide. 13 billion dollars annually is generated in the United States alone. The internet internet pornography in the United States accounts for 3 billion dollars of that revenue. Every Second tell your neighbor every second every second three thousand seventy five dollars is being spent on pornography every second over twenty eight thousand internet viewers are viewing pornography every second three hundred and seventy two internet users are typing adult search terms into search engines every 39 minutes, a new pornographic video is made in the United States. This is per Internet Filter Review 2006. It's gotten worse since then. One out of three youth who viewed pornography viewed the pornography intentionally. Seven out of ten youth have accidentally come across pornography online. Nearly 80%, tell your neighbor 80% of unwanted exposure to pornography is taking place in the home. Eighty. Are are y'all hearing that tonight? The exact number is that 79% of unwanted exposure to pornography is happening in the home. 9% occurs at school. 7% is unknown, and 5% is taking place at a friend's house. Here are the top ways that kids experience unwanted exposure to sexual material. Number one, a link comes up as a result of an innocent word search. Your kid's just left to do Google searches on their own, innocently types in a word that pulls up a link to pornography. Clicking on a link in another website, 17% are exposed that way. 14% are exposed by some sort of a pop-up that appears in the screen. 13% from some other reason. 12%. From a misspelled web address. Do you know that these internet pornography businesses purposely buy domains with the top searched words and intentionally will take single letter misspells of these most popularly searched words and tie them to their domains so that if somebody accidentally misses, a character or two, or mistypes, it will direct them to their pornography. The type of material that youth encounter when w- unwanted exposure to pornography occurs. 86% will see naked people. Now listen, for some of y'all who are like, oh no, my kids are right here. You better wake up and realize you're living in 2021. 2021. You almost have to start having these discussions from the time your child can talk. And if they're school age and you haven't had these discussions, you're way behind the eight ball. The second 37% of what they see is people in the act of sex. 13% include violent pictures or videos. 10% include things that involve animals and other strange things. Internet pornography was blamed for a 20% increase in sexual attacks by children over three years. Roughly two-thirds, or 67% of young men and one-half of young women agree that viewing pornography is acceptable. That's the world we're growing up in right now, is that the majority of society views it as acceptable. Nearly 9 out of 10, 87% of young men and 1 out of every 3 young women report using pornography. Experts have warned that the rise in the viewing of pornography was implicated in a variety of problems, including a rise in the level of STDs and teenage pregnancies. Nearly 74% of pornography websites surveyed display adult content on their home page, which is accessible to anybody before asking if the viewers are of legal age in which case most of the time all they have to do is click yes. Youth who look at violent X-rated material are six times more likely to report forcing someone to do something sexual online or in person versus youth not exposed to X-rated material. A study in the southeastern U.S. found that 53% of boys 28% of girls ages 12 to 15 reported use of sexually explicit media. And the internet was the most popular forum for viewing it. The words sex and porn rank fourth and sixth among the top 10 most popular searched terms on the internet. Mom and dad, all the enemy needs is one look. All the enemy needs is one opportunity. And it's like somebody in the mountains that are packed with snow, and all it takes is one time for uh, the right sound or pitch to occur, and an avalanche begins to happen. All the enemy needs is one opportunity to open a Pandora's box of corrupt imagination and pervasive thoughts and images and memories that will begin to try and eat away at the consciousness and the morality of our children. All he needs is one opportunity. You begin to study the life of Samson. Samson falls in love with Delilah, a young lady who his parents warned him about. And you know the story. Delilah is trying to take his life. And he's not stupid. He understands every time he falls asleep. She's trying to give away secrets about him. But he is so enraptured in her. So addicted to her that he cannot let go of the embrace of the thing that's killing him. And ironically, the name Delilah is the, is the word original word Delilao, which means to rot or to decay or to weaken. All the enemy needs is one opportunity to begin the process of decay in the spirit, in the mind of your children. That's why David said, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. He made a covenant with his eyes because he understood the eyes are a gateway to the soul. Oh, it's quiet in here tonight. That needs to be. That needs to be a determining principle of our families today. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. And I want to stop here for just a moment because the enemy is slick, mom and dad. I'm going to take a moment here. The enemy knows you're not going to set your kids in front of this kind of stuff. But he knows that you'll set them in front of certain programming designed for children. And so he'll use it as a way to begin and groom them if he can begin to groom them that that screen is how we're entertained that that screen is how we pass the time that that screen and we don't even realize the appetite we're developing in our children because they're not going to want to watch disney shows forever come on i'm going to take a minute they're not going to want to watch, I don't even know the, the children's, they're not going to want to watch Nickelodeon their whole life. And what are you going to do, mom and dad, when you have now let them for hours at a time? This becomes the behavior embedded in their mind, but now they're hungry for different content. And now you're going to try to tell them that you can't do that. What are you going to do, mom and dad? The enemy uh, is deceitful, Uh, he is sly, Uh, he's slick. Uh, We cannot be ignorant uh, of his devices. Uh, That's why you got to teach your child from the time they're little, Uh, baby, you don't need that stuff. Uh, Come on, come on. I need some amens in the building here. I'm going to come back. I may do it next week, and I'm going to preach about wicked things. Because if you understood the data and the study behind the children's content, you'd never sit your kids in front of that junk again if you understood the motive of the industries that produce the content, you would never put your babies, uh, you would never set them in front of that cobra again uh, that's hypnotizing them uh, and, 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 and working and grooming their mind. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. Tell you how important your responsibility is, mom and dad. I got a call one day from a pastor friend of mine somewhere in the Midwest who asked for me to pray for him as he was handling a situation. He'd gotten a phone call from a young father in the church that he pastored, a man who had a wife and couple of children, they had a brand new baby child. And the man called his pastor one night, began to break down and sob. And he confessed that he had just sodomized his own infant child. As the pastor began to talk with this man and figure out what was going on. It turns out that he did this act directly after viewing pornography on his cell phone. Turns out that the young man had been given a smartphone for his birthday when he was 10 or 11 years old. Mom and dad took no precautions. They just hoped everything would be all right. And he was exposed to pornography. And it sent him down a path of addiction and sexual immorality. The man was obviously arrested, sent to prison. And you can only imagine the repercussions. But what could have been avoided if he had a mom and a dad that had the wisdom of God and a commitment of the Holy Ghost in their life to protect their son. Come on, somebody. What could have been avoided with a 10 or 11-year-old boy uh, if he had parents that loved him enough uh, and cared about him enough uh, that maybe would have made a decision that he's too young uh, to even have this in his hands. uh, And then when he did have it in his hands, uh, to set the proper boundaries and expectations uh, and the accountability in his life. And I already know what some of us are saying right now. Never my kids. You're the one I really want to talk to tonight because you're the one in the most danger. Not my babies. They know better. That would never happen to my kids. Supervisory Special Agent Melissa Morrow of the Child Exploitation Squad of the FBI said people who do not believe that their children... Could ever become victimized online are living in an unrealistic world. Regardless of if your child makes A's or not, that child has the potential to become victimized through online technology. She said, I think it is very important for all parents of all socioeconomic status and with all different roles in society to take this problem very seriously. And if somebody in the world has that kind of a revelation and they don't even have the truth of the Holy Ghost, how much more should God's people uh, have a revelation and a sense of urgency and a commitment to, to protect our marriages and our home and our families and our children? I need some amens in the building tonight. Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat nor with the wine which he drank. Daniel was the wisest man in the earth at that time. And yet Daniel prayed three times a day. Our wisdom and intelligence can never replace Holy Ghost prayer in our lives. You can't outsmart the devil... You're not gonna outmaneuver the enemy. Come on, I know I'm fighting up against some mentalities right now that say, well, uh, and you're already making 50 excuses uh, for some of the things that are going on in your home. Uh, you better hear uh, your man of God tonight uh, that is standing on the wall sounding uh, the alarm. Uh, you had better spend some time in prayer uh, and let the Holy Ghost begin to get a hold of you uh, so that you begin to, to guide and lead your home in a way. Uh, that protects them uh, from the snare of the fowler uh, that wants to steal, uh, kill, uh, and destroy your family. Ephesians 4.27 tells us not to give place to the devil, not to give him room. Don't give him an opportunity. Amen, somebody. I've heard parents say, I tell my kids all the time to use common sense. Is there anybody that's lived long enough to realize there's no such thing? What's common to you is probably not common to everybody else and the idea that somehow our kids are just going to get it and they're just going to to understand and they're just going to well i've told them and so they should know better no that's not how accountability works that's not the how the human flesh works uh, uh, Paul had enough sense uh, to say that which I would do, uh, I do not. uh, And the thing which I wouldn't do, uh, my flesh uh, wants to do it. Uh, If you're going to be successful uh, in living for God uh, and guiding your family, uh, you had better have a moment of humility uh, where you understand we are mortals. uh, We are flesh. uh, And our flesh uh, and our carnal mind uh, is the enemy of God. uh, And our flesh uh, will lead us down roads that we never intended going and it'll take us farther than we intended on traveling and it'll keep us longer than we intended on staying. I need accountability in my life. I need the word of God. I need the man of God. I need the spirit of God. I need accountability in my marriage. I need accountability with my children that checks up on me, that ensures we're doing things right right, uh, that makes sure, come on, uh, I, don't, I don't resist accountability. Uh,
0: I love accountability. Uh, it keeps me safe. Uh, it keeps me on my way to heaven.
1: Amen. I'm going to stop here for a moment and talk about accountability. I can always tell a carnal person when they are constantly kicking against the idea of being Accountable. Accountable with their time. I'm an adult. I don't have to answer to anybody where I'm at. That's a worldly mentality that leads to destruction. No man is an island unto himself. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. I told you this is family night tonight. That's why I encourage people when, they, when they're born again and they decide they're going to start living for God, The most important thing you can do is start developing points of accountability in your life. If you're married, you should have 100% accountability with your spouse. You may need additional levels of accountability in your life. Sir, uh, we may have to come back and do part two. Sir, don't get angry when your wife has a question about something you've done. Don't get upset when your wife uh, wants to know, uh, wants to see, uh, wants you to answer. Come on, uh, she's doing it because she loves you. Woo! Don't get angry and say, "Don't you, my wife? Don't trust me. Uh, my wife don't want to. no, 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 no. You're missing it. Uh, your wife doesn't trust your flesh, uh, and she doesn't trust the devil. Uh, and if you were a wise Christian, uh, you wouldn't trust your flesh either." Uh, Come on, somebody. I don't trust myself to my own devices. I embrace accountability. You ought to have accountability to the spiritual authority that's in your life. I can tell people that are struggling with carnality in their life that that, that they they don't want to be accountable to pastoral authority. It'd be easier for somebody else to preach this, but I'm going to go ahead and preach it tonight. It doesn't hurt you to pick up the phone when you're sick at home and shoot a text to say, I'm not going to be at church tonight, I'm not feeling well. What's going on? You're being accountable. The only time people don't want to be accountable uh, is when their their deeds, uh, they know that their deeds might not be what they're supposed to be. Uh, and so you know what? I'm just going to move in the shadows and I'm going to kind of do, I'm going to hope nobody notices anything and doesn't. Your, 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 your spouse ought to know where you're at at all times. And it's easier now more than ever. You can share locations, you can Don't make her staple a GPS tag on your ear. I shouldn't have to do all that. Don't be ignorant to Satan's devices. Don't be like Samson who just kept thinking he was stronger than than those temptations in his life. Embrace accountability. I'm going to talk to some young people and kids that are here. Your mom and dad aren't holding you accountable because they don't trust you. They're holding you accountable because they love you. Somewhere we better lay pride and arrogance on an altar and understand that in me dwelleth no good thing. Hold me accountable. I tell my wife all the time. I encourage her. She's standing right here. She'll she'll call me a liar right now or say amen. I tell her all the time, baby, check my phone. Pick up my phone. Pick it up when I'm not paying attention. Pick it up in the middle of the night. Browse everything you can browse. Look through everything. Check my text messages. Look at everything. Why? Because I want to be safe. I want the devil to know I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm just going to stop here for a minute, I guess. If you're married, if you have kids, whatever your family unit is, and if you're a single adult without parents that lives for God, and you don't have anybody, you better find somebody in the church you can trust to hold you accountable. There is nothing password protected in our lives that we don't share the passwords and have access to. Come on, it's getting quiet in here. There's no part of my life that my wife is locked out of. There is no part of my wife's life that I'm locked out of. I can hear him shouting in the living room on the live streams right now. This is good teaching. There is no part of my children's lives that I'm locked out of as mom and dad. If your kids have devices and accounts and different things that with passwords that you don't know and they're still under your roof, they're not married, living with you, you better get some Holy Ghost wisdom in your life and get that changed and get some accountability going. Well, they're 21 years old. I don't care. If they don't have a spouse yet, that can take the place of your accountability, they should be accountable to you, mom and dad. Oh, that's real good preaching and teaching. You never outgrow accountability. You never become so spiritual that you transcend accountability. Until you can talk to the Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, and convince him then I think we ought to take a page from the word of the Lord and make sure we've got accountability in our life. (laughs) Putting unprotected devices into the hands of your children is like handing them a venomous snake and hoping it never bites them. It's not if, it's when. And I'm just going to stop here. I'm... I, I, I got to be careful because in today's society, there's so many things happening that you can't preach and set a detailed guideline for everything. You've got to pray that people start getting the Holy Ghost and praying and using godly wisdom and understanding. My boys did not have iPhones I didn't want them to have them as early as they got them, but we started traveling full-time, and we were in scenarios often where we literally had nobody that was a relative or anybody else, and our kids had to be with strangers, apostolics, but they were strangers. We got them their first phones to, to, to accommodate those scenarios. My boys, not no social media until they turned 18 years old. Oh, Lord, I'm going to lose some of my young people right here. Now, I'm not setting some rule for your house tonight. I'm telling you what First Lady and I prayed about and felt was God's direction. We told our boys when you turn 18, you become eligible to apply for social media. Because age is not always an indication of readiness. I know some 45 years olds that don't have any business with social media. They ought to get rid of it because it's a stumbling block to their salvation. 18 years old. And we'll definitely have the passwords. And I'm... (laughs) In a different way, I'm going to be all up in your DMs. Not because I don't trust my babies. I don't trust the enemy. And I don't trust the corruption of flesh. The fact is I love them so much that I'll, if the devil gets to my kids, it's going to be over my dead body. I got some young people sweating it now tonight, boy. Social media ain't that big of a deal. It's a virtual world. It ain't the real world. Half of what you see is a misdirection of the truth.
0: <laughs>
1: All you're seeing is the highlight reels. Ain't nobody keeping it real. <laughs> Anyway, see what had happened was. So, if and when it's time for your young adults to have smartphones and those kind of things, every possible protocol ought to be followed to keep them safe. And we'll talk about some of those in a minute, but let me continue to talk about technology. Let me talk a little bit about predation. Is this all right? Here's some statistics concerning predation. Only 18% of youth use chat rooms. However, the majority of internet-initiated sex crimes against children are initiated in chat rooms. That comes from the Journal of Adolescent Health, issue 47. I have cite- citing for all of these statistics, by the way. I just don't have time to read them all. In 82% of online sex crimes against minors, the offender used the victim's social networking site to gain information about the victim's likes and dislikes. 65% of online sex offenders use the victim's social networking site to gain home and school information about the victim. of online sex offenders use the victim's social networking site to gain information about the victim's whereabouts at a specific time. There are over 644,000 registered sex offenders in the United States, and over 100,000 are lost in the system In other words, if you're depending on the government and law enforcement to keep your children safe from predators, it's time to get a wake-up call. God and you are the first line of defense. I said God and you are the first line of defense to protect your children in this environment. Research indicates that one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually abused before adulthood. Sadly, 30 to 40% of these victims are abused by a family member and 50% are abused by someone outside the family whom they know and trust. And although the majority of this child sex abuse does not occur online in the internet age, offline sex abuse is fueled by pedophiles' unprecedented access to child pornography online. How many of you have kept up with society and its attempts right now to make child pornography legal? I forgot the name of the movie that came out last year. Cuties, exploiting, under- 12, 11, 10-year-old girls stripping, taking their clothes off, learning how to be enticed. There are people working behind the scenes, and I'll talk about this maybe maybe next Tuesday. No, it won't be next Tuesday. Brother Collins will be here. It will be the Tuesday after that. But there are people in the children's movie industry who are the main purveyors And the movers and the shakers behind the scenes trying to lower the age of consensual sex. There's motive behind that industry. Turn to your neighbor, tell him Satan's devices. One in seven kids receive a sexual solicitation online. Now, here's part of the challenge is there's a generational gap. And half the time, young people are talking about things that mom and dad, you have no idea what they're even saying. And we have to have a very acute revelation of this that causes us to become intentional about learning the world that our young people are living in. One person said that in today's technology world, parents are the immigrants and children are the natives. And for some parents, they're still in the old country. Some of the platforms that young people use to access this kind of content is number one way is smartphones. It's it's concealable. It's easy to, to hide. It's easy to to tuck away. It's It's not conspicuous. Tablets. Computers. Someone else's tablet, phone, or computer. And let me talk about that for a moment. Mom and dad, you had better be prayerful and have a Holy Ghost sensitivity about the kids you allow your kids to run around with. I don't care if they come to church. You better have a really good grip on how their parents have set the boundaries and rules at their house. I'll tell you a story. When my boys were young, there was... A family member in church who started inviting our boys—I I don't remember how old they were—they were less than ten years old, I think—was inviting them. what kept wanting them. they ought to come over and play with. They had a son that was their age, and and, and they ought to come over and, and and play and have a good time. And 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 there was just something that kept setting uneasy with with my wife and I. I didn't have evidence. I didn't have Information I didn't, but I but I know how to pray, and I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost, and I just kept making excuses for them not to go. And finally, we allowed them to go somewhere. For, no, we allowed them to go over there for something. I don't remember if it was a a birthday party, uh, and we made a mistake. We didn't go with them. And I thought, you know, there's nothing happening. I just, maybe I'm feeling this way for nothing. And when my boys came back, they, they were telling us that this boy kept inviting them downstairs because there were some things on the computer he wanted to show them. By the grace of God, it never worked out for them to get downstairs. The computer never got turned on. They were busy playing and doing other things. But when we heard that, something else clicked in my spirit. And I said, you won't be going back there. A couple of years later, this young boy, we found out, was wrapped up in pornography. That he had accessed on the computer at the house mom and dad hadn't set the protocols they hadn't didn't have safety measures in place had too much access and and not enough mom and dad involved to help keep the kids safe and that easy it could have been my boys exposed at somebody else's house another place that young people are gaining access to this content is gaming consoles gaming consoles oh yeah That online gaming that that they keep, that you're trying to call them to dinner and they're too busy with the headphones on playing games. I'll come back to that in a minute. Social networking is another major platform where they are gaining access to illicit content and pornography. If your kids, and I say that as long as they're in your home, I don't care if they're 25 years old, if they're going to have social media, mom and dad, you had better be involved. And you had better understand how it works. And you had better have proper accountability and everything you can do to help protect them and their spirit. The popular thing now and they're coming out so quick that it's difficult to keep up with, is the social networking applications that are designed with the vanishing capability. Vanishing images. Vanishing text. You want to know why it vanishes? Because I don't want nobody to see what I sent. I don't want nobody to see what I read, what anybody sent me. Mom and Dad, do you know what those apps are? When's the last time you investigated your kids' phones and understood what they've got on there and how they're communicating? Apps like Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And, and there's others. Uh, there's no way for me to cover it comprehensively. Right now there's a big sweeping bunch of information concerning illicit content and things happening on TikTok. And your kid's talking about TikTok, and you think, what's that? What's TikTok? Oh, but mom, it's just cool videos. Oh, okay, son. Okay, daughter. You had better get involved and not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Concerns about social networking that you should be aware of especially on a public profile, is receiving messages from strangers. The potential of meeting strangers. And if you don't think it happens, I've already read the statistics to you. Being harassed by strangers or even peers. Other concerns of social networking sites. Lack of age verification mechanisms. that can go either way. Some underage person posing as an adult involved in illicit communication. Or you think you're talking to forever young 21 and it's actually an 80-year-old pervert sitting on his couch at home. You don't know. It's a virtual world. Posting provocative pictures and videos Easy access for predators and cyber bullies. Excessive or addictive access. If you have to fight with your kids every time you ask them to put the phone away or get off social media, there's a problem going on. If it becomes a struggle every time you, you try to get them involved in real life and they're glued to the screen, hello, mom and dad, there is a problem going on at home. I know, I know, nobody else in society is going to stand up and sound the alarm because this world is designed for your family to go to hell. But I'm a man of God and I refuse to remain quiet while I have to counsel and work with and deal with family after family after family with marital problems and children problems and issues going on and technology is almost always a common denominator. The Bible says that men of God that won't say something are like dogs that won't bark. The enemy's coming in your house and they're not even sounding the alarm. You ought to teach your young adult when they enter that world to use privacy settings, to think before they post. Oh, my goodness. How many people post and you think, what were they thinking? They weren't. Think before they post. Avoid like the plague requests for in-person meetings online and the Internet. Remember that social networking sites are public spaces. And information is forever. I don't care if you think you deleted it; it's still there. It's still sitting on servers. Somebody probably already screenshotted it. We can go through a hundred scenarios. The information's forever. Avoid posting things that could embarrass you, or later on expose you to danger, or mess up your reputation and your life. Remember that people aren't always who they say they are. If you're a a parent, if you're somebody who has the responsibility of accountability over your family, your children, your husband, your wife, you should be checking comments regularly. You should be looking at any platform that allows messaging and communication regularly. Avoid inappropriate content and behavior. And if you encounter it, report it immediately to your parents, to leadership, and in some cases, authorities. It's quiet in here. 41% of social media using teens have experienced at least one negative outcome as a result of using social networking sites, according to Pew Research Center, FOSI, and Cable in the Classroom, 2011. 25% have had an experience that led to a face-to-face argument or confrontation. 22% have had an experience that ended their friendship with someone. I can't tell you how many times I've had to try and salvage friendships between people because of something posted online that people just read into. They said this. I know they were talking about me. And when I'm really doing the FBI work in the background... Had nothing to do with them, but you're not going to convince them of that. Why? Because they've been groomed into the idea that everything you see on social networking is about me. It involves me. It's real. It, come on, somebody. <laughs> 13% have had an experience that caused a problem with their parents. Selah. 8% have gotten into a physical fight with someone else because of something that happened on a social networking site. 6% have gotten in trouble at school because of an experience on a social networking site. 29% of internet sex crime relationships were initiated on a social networking site. In 26% of online sex crimes against minors Offenders disseminated information or pictures of the victim through the victim's personal social networking site. 33% of all Internet-initiated sex crimes involved social networking sites. 26% of Americans say that they are sharing more information on social networks today than one year ago. 24% of Americans say that they are not at all confident in their ability to use privacy settings properly. In half of all sex crimes against a minor involving a social networking site, the social networking site was used to initiate the relationship. Cases of internet sex crimes against children involving social networking sites were more likely to result in a face-to-face meeting this was true in 81% of Internet-initiated crimes involving a social networking site. Are you with me still tonight? Listen to this. 38% of Facebook users in the last year were under the age of 13. More than 25% of Facebook users last year were under the age of 10. Only 18 of parents with children under 10 on Facebook are actually friends with their child on the site. Only 10% of parents of children aged 10 and under had frank discussions about appropriate online behavior and threats. Of the active adult users of Facebook, reported that they did not know how privacy controls existed on Facebook and they did not know how to use the privacy controls. 85% of parents with teenage children ages 13 to 17 report that their child has a social networking site. Chad Gallagher who is the child exploit, is part of the child exploitation squad of the FBI, said for most kids, and I'm going to talk about online gaming now, he said for most kids the difference, and I shouldn't even say kids because it's an adult problem too. For most, I'll just say people, the differences between their online and offline world can become very minimal. What is online gaming? The online gaming world is a virtual playground and gaming consoles operate much in the same way as a computer. People can log in online, put on on a headset, turn on a webcam, and they can talk and play with any of the millions of gamers around the world. Many online games have associated online communities making online games a form of social activity beyond single-player games. Chad Gallagher said this, online gaming devices are just like a computer, and a lot of parents don't realize that. There are messaging, chat, and instant message features. Using an Xbox, you can receive messages from any of the major platforms. Even if you're in the game, Somebody who has your game ID or screen name can send a text message to you and it will pop up on the screen and you can chat just like you do on a computer. And pornography has become very prevalent in online gaming. Both pop-ups and various interactive features are being integrated into the experience. Listen, even the championed Four Kids, Nickelodeon, has been cited as imploring these into their gaming experience. Dr. Jill Manning, who is a marriage and family therapist, said that in almost 100% of the cases that she has dealt with regarding young men who are struggling with pornography, those young men have a history of online gaming. In almost every mass shooting Over the past decade, the perpetrator was extremely involved in online gaming and first-person shooter games. Games like Modern Warfare and Halo and Call of Duty. I want to talk about this for a moment. How many of you believe the word of the Lord when it tells us that murder is a sin? then why would we let our kids sit down and pretend to murder people over and over and over and over again? Would you let your child play a sex game? Why not? Because you believe that fornication is wrong. So if you wouldn't let them virtually participate in fornication, why would you let them virtually participate in murder? I know this isn't popular preaching, but this is the truth of God. If you're a Christian and you're living for God, your home has no business with first person shooting games that the object of the game is to kill people. I've lived, I've lived what I'm preaching to you. My boys were never that involved in video games. We we bought them game systems two or three times when they were little and they collected dust most of the time. But we didn't have any games in the house, did we, boys? That involved shooting people or killing people. Now, I was raised in the hood, I was raised in a violent home, so. I had boundaries even a little bit further than what I might expect of other people. I didn't even let my boys run around with play guns shooting each other like kids, kids. I taught them when they were little, you don't point guns at people. I don't even want you playing that game. Oh Lord, it's quiet. The gaming industry is intimately linked to the pornography industry and its rating system. Many parents almost pride themselves in the fact that their kids are the experts with all these new technologies. And in most cases, there is little to no involvement from the parents in setting up the system, access, or even gaming selections and access. Most parents wouldn't know the first thing about turning the game system on, wouldn't know the passwords to access it, and probably do not have an accurate inventory of the games that their kids are playing. If you fit that description in this house, you ought to be in your house tonight getting your house in order. My wife and I, it's, it's, it's still early if you're wondering. It's only ten minutes after nine. We ain't even been here two hours. My wife and I sat across several years ago from a preacher and his wife who sobbed and sobbed and sobbed because their older teenage son had finally left the house and it wasn't under the best of circumstances over addiction to gaming. They had allowed him to just have gaming systems and just play as long as he wants, whatever he wants, and little to no restriction. And when they finally realized they had a problem, they had waited too late. And their best efforts at trying to curb the problem ended up in the family busting to pieces. And the boy left the home. The boy quit living for God and delved into all kind of sin directly linked to his behavior concerning the device that Satan used to get a hold of him. Some of the other gaming concerns are violence. I just talked about that. Sexual content, including pornography embedded in games, games like Grand Theft Auto, mainstream games. Your kids don't got to go far to have them. Click of a button. Games that the point of the game is to rape a woman, kill a person, steal a car. This is just one example. Virtual sex games that literally allow users to act out fantasies. Predators, cyberbullies, privacy issues, age-appropriate content, webcams, voice masking technology. Let me talk about sex and gaming for a moment. A key concern about the popularity of video games is that so much of the content is hypersexualized. Pornography is often embedded in these games, allowing kids to engage in virtual or simulated sexual acts to accumulate more points. The images of males and females depicted in these games are also often very overtly sexual, and many games glorify violence and sexual exploitation some games exist for the sole purpose of simulating sex virtual sex games are often free and easy to access for kids these games allow kids to create an online identity to explore sexuality in any place and in any way including things that I don't even won't even mention tonight here's what Jill Manning said the family and marriage counselor, the Ph.D. She said, parents need to understand how intricately linked the gaming industry and the pornography industry are. More and more games have pornography embedded in them. If kids play online, that is a pornographer's heyday for marketing, grooming, and hooking young consumers. Grand Theft Auto, Hitman... GTA mods, just to name a few. And what about games with spiritualism, witchcraft, sorcery? They're nothing but modern-day Ouija boards. Virtual worlds blur with reality. Popular games like World of Warcraft. Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1. Verse 29 through 32. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Without understanding, covenant breakers. Without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Listen to verse 32. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Now listen to the next part. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. He is not only indicting the purveyors of the the sinful activity, but he is holding accountable people who find entertainment value in the sin. When all of these kind of things become our form of entertainment, uh, God categorizes us with the same people uh, who are the perpetrators of the sin. You can't preach against that kind of sin and it become what entertains you and entertains your children and entertains your family and expect for that fruit not to spring up inside of your family. What do I do? How do I I get my hands on this? Well, for our family, we made a decision that online gaming just didn't have enough redeemable value to even be a part of our home. We had some video game system with game, but we decided that online gaming had too many pitfalls that were difficult to track and keep away from that. It, had, it didn't have enough redeemable value. And if as parents we can't find something better to get our kids involved in, then there's a big problem. Now, I'm not telling everybody that does online gaming that you're going to hell if you're online gaming. And I'm not trying to instruct you to go home and disconnect it. But I'm preaching to you what what my family did. And I'm giving you a lot of really good information that ought to cause you to take a second thought about the activities going on inside of your home and the example that you're setting for your kids. And when it comes to gaming completely, There ought to be time limits. You ought to teach your kids moderation. When they know every secret code to the game and how to beat all the levels, but they can't teach a simple Bible study about Noah's Ark or how to be saved, you've got problems. When they can name all the superheroes and they can tell you lyrics and lines from children's programs, but they they can't memorize ten verses together. Mom and dad, there ought to be a reevaluation of your value system in your home. Oh, this is really, really, really good preaching. Technology distances us from a perception of understanding and what the consequences of our actions are. Let's talk for a few minutes about mobile devices, and I'm I'm hurrying. All of the power internet resources available are now accessible through devices that fit in our hands. Cell phones, small tablets, small gaming devices. And the challenge becomes the ability of parents to monitor the activity of our kids with these devices, or the activity of our spouses on these devices. Texting, emailing, posting is forever, and if you're going to have these devices in your home there ought to be guidelines that are set up, you ought to be teaching principles to your family, texting, emailing, posting is forever. Don't ever let anyone who is a stranger or unapproved use your phone. <laughs> Teach your kids not to let people use that device. Because people will be sending stuff, then deleting it, using their phone, posting stuff, posing as them on social media. I know, I know, you think this stuff never happens. We we know we know of a pastor's kids who jumped on they thought it was funny jumped on their daddy's phone when he wasn't paying attention started texting crazy stuff to the saints of God and before pastor could realize the ignorant actions of what his kid was doing he had a whole lot of fires to try and put out and explain in the church When choosing devices or technology for your family, some of the questions you ought to be asking and researching and finding out, does this device connect with the Internet? And if so, how can Internet access be turned off or blocked? Can I limit my child from visiting certain sites through this mobile device? Do you provide filtering and monitoring solutions and if so, how can they be installed? How will I receive reports regarding what my child is accessing? Does this device send and receive texts, emails, photos, video messages? If so, how can these features be turned off or monitored? Does this device include time limiting software to limit the length of calls and time of day that calls are made and received? When my boys were younger and first got these devices, we had all of those things set up. They could only use it at certain times of the day. There was only a limited uh, number of phone numbers that their phones could make or receive calls from. They didn't, there was no Safari or, or any type of Internet browser installed on the device. All of the capabilities you should be researching and finding out how am I going to keep my children safe. Can this phone block individuals from sending content and texts to my child? Let me talk about this for a few mo- moments. And Music, you can come and give the people hope tonight. I'm going to talk for a few moments about sexting. And if you don't know what sexting is, it's using devices to send messages, some of them pictures, some of them text Videos that are, have explicit content. In a recent survey from the National Campaign to Prevent Teen and Unplanned Pregnancy, one out of five teens reported that they have electronically sent or posted online nude or semi nude pictures or videos of themselves. Again, I'm gonna reiterate don't you fall into the trap, not my kid. I've had to deal with this in the church. With an estimated 90 to 95% of school kids carrying cell phones, this is a trend we cannot afford to ignore. When teens and tweens, and if you don't know what that is, it's just different age groups engage in this illicit activity, it can lead to serious Repercussions. And I've been involved from a pastoral level and a professional level having to deal with these situations. They can range, the consequences can range from uh, police that are currently investigating teens throughout the country for sending nude images of themselves. With consequences ranging from suspension to felony charges for the creation and distribution of child pornography. See, what you don't understand is that the owner of a phone or a computer with nude photos of anyone under the age of 18 stored on it could be charged with possession of child pornography. You got some 19-year-old guy, some 17-year-old girl involved in sexting. They don't even realize The the kind of trouble that they put themselves in. And if it it involves someone from another state, it can lead to federal charges of child pornography. And here's what Matthew 24 and 43 says, and, and I'm closing if you want to stand tonight. Here's what Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 43 says. And I want you to listen to this. But know this, that if the good men of the house, the head of the house, the person responsible for the house, had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched And would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Brothers and sisters, we have a tremendous responsibility on our shoulders in this day and age that we live in. To be sober. To be vigilant. Be sober. Be vigilant. We should not be walking around like people that are drunk that have no clue of their surroundings. To be vigilant means that we are constantly watching for something. Be sober, be vigilant, because our adversary, the devil, goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the content of what I have taught about tonight is a device of the enemy to try and destroy your soul your family, your marriage, your children's soul. And I think it would be behoove us tonight as families to come to this altar together tonight and one more time make a commitment to God. Lord, we need your wisdom. God, we need your help in our family so that we don't get off track, so that that the enemy doesn't take us captive and lead us astray and and, and maybe you're here tonight and you've already had to deal with particular challenges and issues and scenarios. You, you need to grab your family tonight and tell your family, listen, we don't have all the answers, but tonight we're going to get a hold of God and we're going to become diligent at watching and praying and protecting our family. Come on, I, I wonder if anybody tonight realizes what you have to lose If you realize the value of what God has given you and the risks that are associated with us every single day. Every day, we're not, we're not even thinking twice about it, and and there's text messages going, and 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 we're on social media, and we're opening up the web browser, and we're we're back and forth. And what is happening uh, in our homes? Uh, are we prayerful? Uh, have, do we have accountability? Uh, have we set up protocols? Uh, have we sat down and talked with our babies and our our wives and our husbands, and and are we doing whatever we have to do uh, to make sure? Uh, that we don't give place to the devil, uh, that we're not creating an opportunity uh, for the enemy. Come on, I wonder tonight uh, if we could lift our voice in this house. Come on, families, let's pray together tonight. I want us to pray together tonight. If your family's not here, just come and pray. Just come and pray tonight. Come to the altar. Lord, I need you tonight. That's God, I'm not so arrogant. I'm
0: not so prideful, God. And I feel like I'm so spiritual uh, that I could not be subject. God, help me. Uh, I need you,
1: Jesus. Uh, If it's not for your grace, uh, not for your power, uh, not for your
0: wisdom, God, uh, I could be in the same kind of. Lord, I need you tonight. Come on, I want us to pray. I want us to
1: pray. Come on, young people. Come on, mom and dad. Come on, young adult.
0: I'm challenging some young adults uh, that are that are living for God without anybody around you. Uh, What kind of accountability is in your life? Uh, Nobody's at your home to hold you accountable. Uh, Nobody's checking on you. What are you doing in your life uh, to make yourself accountable? Come on, God's talking to you. Uh, God's reaching for you tonight. Uh, God's trying to save you tonight. Uh, Come on! Come on! I need Lord, you, Jesus. I, right. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Your, love has no your love has no limit. Fill me with your spirit, hey. Lord, I long to be. Right. Come on. Before I leave this altar tonight, uh, I'm going to get some things settled in my spirit. Before I leave this altar tonight, uh, I'm going to get some things right in my heart. Uh, Come on. There are some things uh, that are not worth it tonight. It's not worth my soul. Uh, It's not worth my relationships. Uh, It's not worth my conscience. It's not worth my reputation and my future. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. of jesus tonight uh, over every family in this house Uh, i plead the blood of jesus uh, over every marriage in this house i plead the blood of jesus uh, over every child uh, over every household tonight Uh, Satan, uh, the blood of jesus uh, is against you Uh, satan the blood of jesus uh, is against you Come on! Uh, I'm not gonna be ignorant any longer. Uh, I'm not gonna turn my head any longer. Uh, I'm not gonna keep my head in the sand. Uh, Heaven is worth too much to me.
1: Uh,
0: Heaven is worth too much to me. Uh, Come on! My babies mean more to me. Uh, My marriage means more to me. Uh, Lord, whatever we gotta do to get it right, Uh, God, give me wisdom. give me understanding Uh, god put a sense of urgency in my spirit Uh, god help me to to lay down the ego and the pride Uh, let me be humble god Uh, oh i pray right now uh, for my children god Uh, oh would you be a fence uh, around him jesus god would you let something uh, rise up inside of them uh, God, that they would not be uh, deceived uh, or beguiled by the enemy, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. That entertainment uh, isn't worth it. That entertainment. Uh, It's not worth the risk. Uh, Come on. Come on, Mom and Dad. God's talking to us. Come on, Mom and Dad. God is reaching for us.